And we are back with the Running Lifestyle Culture podcast. We have a very, very special guest. And I'm going to call you just Mr. Hicks. Mr. Hicks, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Um, So this podcast today, we are going to talk all things running. Um, And maybe do you want to give us a a full, maybe like a brief background of who you are, where you're from? And let's start with that, maybe. Yeah, totally. Uh, name is Malcolm Hicks. Uh, I am a Kiwi, so I like the fact we're keeping it international, but I am coming to you all the way from East London. So <laughs> Nice. Other, other side of the city for yeah. you. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've been living in London uh, with my wife for two years now. <clears throat> uh, and we for, for two years before that, we lived in the Netherlands. Uh, and then, yeah, so that, that was our, our first port when we moved to Europe. Um, and I'm a marathon runner uh, as of the last kind of 18 months, coming up two years. Um, I've always been a competitive runner. Uh, I ran on the track, uh, mainly 5K for, for a number of years uh, before making the step up to the marathon. And, um, and yeah, so far it's, it's been a successful step and I'm enjoying the journey. So, yeah, nice. I'm, I'm an engineer. Uh, I, I work full time in the city. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, running is kind of the uh, the the very intensive extracurricular activity for me yeah. um but yeah no it's 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 going well and and i'm enjoying it so um yeah just trying to keep going and stay motivated in these strange times yeah and, uh, see where we're see where we're at closer to the end of the year yeah nice so let's let's go to your kind of 5k history and and running in in at home like what, what was running at home like what, what like how did you start like what happened uh, yeah, so I, I guess I've I've always kind of been involved in you know like uh, athletics clubs and you know I used to go jogging with my dad when I was in uh, in primary school and and yeah got involved um, with the local club when I was in secondary school so uh, high school nice. uh, and yeah just kind of you know with most teenagers and in, in sport like you kind of naturally migrate to the things that you see some success in. Um, and I found out that you know I enjoyed it. I'd always done it. You know I was fit, um, and we had a we had a really nice like uh, high school team and, and culture around that, um, and we had a great group of guys that we trained with. So yeah, I just you know got more and more into it, and kind of slowly started stepping aside from like football and tennis and other sports I was playing. Did you have that conflict, that like conflict year where you were like, I'm I'm kind of good at, at running, but also I'm I'm really enjoying football. Because I think yeah. everybody goes through that conflict year, don't they? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I, I think it was my my last year at high school. Uh, I kind of decided, no, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in, and and I said no to playing in the first eleven at high school, um, yeah. and then straight away broke my foot. Wow. Running. So <laughs> oh. I, I kind of had the worst of all. So, uh, so your training yeah, so load that... training load spiked. Do you think? Kind of like. Uh, I, I just had a run of it kind of, you know, end of high school, early years at university. Um, you know, unfortunately I had like three surgeries on my feet and ankles. And oh, wow. I think it was just, you know, like, um, growing, being young, um, you know, learning how to manage the load. And I, I mean, I was never a high, high mileage type of guy, yeah. you know, compared to a lot of other athletes. Um, so yeah, I, I you know, it, it was a difficult time and I, yeah. I missed a few years of, of training and, yeah. and racing you know I'd kind of 
finally get fit again after, you know, rehab and surgery. And yeah. then, you know, a few months later, I'd be dealing with more issues or I'd have to go back in and fix something. And, yeah. You know, they had to replace the screws in my foot at one stage, you know, just mm. things like that. It was kind of an up and down couple of years and I wasn't yeah. really sure if I was going to kick on. Um, that's a big challenge um, that you had early on. That's that's quite, you know, it can be quite, for some people, um, quite motivating or you know, it can sometimes push you away from the sport. So that's yeah, amazing to exactly. get through it. Exactly. I, I dabbled in a little bit of triathlon. I got into cycling quite, you know, yeah. uh, quite seriously. Um, but, you know, as soon as every time, as soon as I, you know, was, was healthy enough and, and fit enough to start running again, I just, that was, that was what I loved and, and I enjoyed it and, and I just kept coming back to it. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. And, and once I kind of got through, you know, it was my early twenties, I had, you know, a few up and down years. And then, um, I moved to Christchurch in the South Island in New Zealand for university uh, nice. to, to do my master's degree. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, there was just, you know, again, an amazing group of guys down there. Um, we had a really cool culture and it was kind of the hub of, of distance running in New Zealand at the time. Okay, okay. Um, and I just got immersed in it and, and motivated and, and had a couple of really good years down there. Um, moved back to Auckland, uh, and that's where I connected with my current coach, Paul Hamblin. Okay. Um, and we've been working together for like the last eight years now. Um, so even, even while I've been in Europe, uh, we, we just kind of work long distance and, and that's, that's going really well for us. So, and, and I think that was a, a big, big benefit when I transitioned into the marathon, just to have that longevity, uh, with him. Yeah. Um, and you know, he knew how I worked and, and we'd kind of tried different things before. And yeah, I, I think it was a, it was a smooth transition. Nice. Have mainly, that, mainly that continuity. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your 5k time, if you don't mind me asking uh 1337 Woo! we've got some heat on the podcast this week 1337 wow that is yeah that's good when did you when did you run that uh that was actually the last 5k race i ran on the track wow Uh, that was in oh boy that would have been 2016 maybe uh it was in belgium Uh, they have some amazing track meets in belgium yeah Um, and i was i was living in the netherlands at the time uh, and yeah, I, I did a pretty short track season. I'd had a, had, I'd had a few niggles and kind of missed most of the racing. Yeah. Um, but I had three races and I think they were, they were all one week apart and that was my whole track season. Um, but wow. yeah, ended up with a, it was, it was a one second personal best, but you know, I was, I was happy with, uh, they all count on a bit of a high count. note. <clears throat> Definitely. And do you think like sometimes, you know, having that little bit of intensity and that kind of, um, that kind of it's just almost like bunched up racing sometimes can be can be good because you're almost staying you know you're staying kind of in your prime through every race yeah absolutely you know and, and it brings you on quickly um but you know you, you've got to manage it especially with 5k racing you know it, yeah. you can't just kind of uh you can't bounce week to week with too many of those yeah um, so you know if, if it's managed quickly you know like the the first of those three races I, you know, it didn't go particularly well. (laughs) You know, I I think I went through 3K in my last race, which is a 5K, the same pace that I raced my first race, which is a 3K. So, yeah, you know, you you can come on very quickly when you kind of, you know, has some tune-ups and some primers to to a key race, which, you know, is is the same thing we do in the marathon. We just space it out a bit more and, you know, you check your fitness and, kind of a race can bring you on quite nicely yeah and also i think you've got that 
And I think I always talk to people about athletic age. So, you know, 2016, how long had you been running for, would you say? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd been competing at a you know, relatively high level for a number of years. Um, you know, I probably had uh, seven, eight years of, you know, quite yeah. consistent training and competition and racing behind me yeah uh, and we, at, at that stage and, yeah. we, and we know like in the science it shows the more people run the more consistent they can be and the more robust they can be so you know i think there can be a culture in like the the sub elite level and when we're trying to get faster if we kind of push more and you go through these boom bust phases and i think you know hearing from somebody who's run 13 minutes for 5k that you know you need that longevity i think that's quite important and um oh, ab- absolutely yeah and, and you know like uh, transitioning into the marathon it's even more important you know uh, yeah. just having that you know years of just building layers you know yeah. and and uh, you know it doesn't need to be at a super high level um yeah. you know like a, a lot of friends who uh, you know say running their first marathon or doing some half marathons and you know they kind of what i try and encourage them is you know once you've done your key race just just keep that baseline fitness going yeah you know, don't don't take a month off, just, you know, keep it going, button, you know, recover, button, yeah. button it off a bit. But, um, you know, the, the more you just keep that consistency going and it doesn't need to be, you know, lots of long runs and workouts, just keep ticking over. Yeah. Um, you know, the next time you want to start build to a race, you've, you've just, you've got that base and your, your ligaments and everything's just used to that constant load and it just it, it kind of flattens out those yeah those boom and bust moments um, yeah. which i mean you'd see as a physio so often yeah i'm sure and i think you know considering you know this podcast we're not talking about the current state the current climate we do not really <laughs> mention it in the podcast but considering what's yeah. happening and you know events are being cancelled i think this type of topic is really important to think about because you need to just we well we all need to including me just need to think about and I'm sure Malcolm's doing that as well, is think about each day and the continuity rather than, you know, oh, when's the event going to be? I think we're in a phase where we we just have to think about each day as it comes. Um, and Absolutely. even if there was an event, sometimes, as you've experienced, Malcolm, you know, there's, there can be a stress fracture or there can be, you know, a, a, an injury. And, and I think what we know is that the more somebody keeps that continuity the more consistent they are the less likely they're going to have injuries so even if we are going to train for events 18 month for an event i'm i'm like well you know that's a good thing um less 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 injuries so which is good yeah and and i mean you know without dwelling on the the current climate too much like it you know you've got to use the time productively um and you know whether that means just getting back to enjoying it um or, you know, and without the pressure and trying to do workouts or, you know, there's, there's lots of different things and, and people motivate themselves differently. But, you know, like it, get get into those physio exercises that you've been putting off, you yeah, know, yeah, like do, do the small things. And like one thing I'm doing is, um, you know, getting back into more mechanics, you know, like short hill sprints and things nice. like that, which are really good for your form and strength. So, you know, it, it's you, you can use the time productively and, and make sure you're a you're a more robust runner and you know whenever we're we're back racing again um you you kind of alluded to it a second ago but i want to kind of bring you back to to you talked about kind of culture when you're in Christchurch, and i just want to know kind of what what's your why like now you know you're doing marathons what makes you kind of tick what what gets you up in the morning for a run um even when you've got a day full of you know 
conference calls as an engineer, you know, and you're feeling like I've got a lot on? Yeah, it's it's a good question because I, I've actually kind of had to think about it a bit more, you know, with going back to the current climate, you know, it's it, racing's a long way away and, you know, it, it, um, it, it can be a bit harder to motivate yourself. Um, and I've, I've kind of never really struggled to to motivate myself with running. It's just something I've always enjoyed. Um, you know, I've always uh, had friends who were involved and, you know, it's a social thing. And I guess I've always enjoyed the competition, but then you take the competition aspect out of it. Um, and, you know, it comes back to, yeah, why why do you do it? And and I think I've, I've always just, I think one thing that drives me more than anything else is, is personal goals, um, you know, and, and, I set them for myself and, you know, when you see progress, you set more goals and, um, and, and yeah, that, that's just, I guess it, it's hard to look ahead at the moment and what those goals look like. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, to, to motivate yourself, you know, when you have a routine and it's second nature and it's what you do when you get up, you know, it, it, it just becomes easier. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, when it comes back to it, I, I love, I love running. I love the challenge of, of, you know, physically exerting yourself and the feeling yeah. afterwards and the endorphins and, yeah. and just yeah, for, for me, bettering for, yourself. For me, that's that's probably one of the things I'd completely agree with. That's that physical exertion. Um, I was watching something and um, somebody said the the feeling you get after running a very long way or running very hard is almost um, no other feeling you get in your day-to-day life. It's just that sense of euphoria. You obviously get lots of endorphins being released and your heart rate's really high all those types of things but it's just a simple thing of like you've pushed your body as hard as as hard as it can um and i think that you kind of also mentioned a few things where like you know that 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 goal orientation do you think it gives you like that kind of um self-actualization that kind of like you sense of achievement yeah, and, and, you know, you can get that from every single run. Um, you know, I, I got back from a long run this morning, you know, on my own, and it was like, you know, I was off exploring up some forest towards Epping, you yeah. know, I, running from home, and, and you know, you, you hardly see anyone on the way, and there's yeah. no one watching. <laughs> you yeah. get home and you're exhausted, but it's it's a strangely satisfying feeling. And, and you know, when people are when people are starting out running and they kind of, they hate it and it's, and it's really hard. But the one thing I always encourage them is kind of getting to that little plateau where they get back from a short, you know, 20 minute run and they feel good. Yeah. And it's, you know, they get that endorphin kick and I'm just like, I'm always trying to encourage people just, just keep pushing until you get to this little plateau and that's when you really start to enjoy it. And that's when they kind of click and they're like, Oh man, this feels good. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. I like that. Um, I think, you know this this podcast today we're really going to hone in on running and and what what you've been doing in running because i met you probably about 18 months ago and some of the stuff i've seen you do is incredible so you're due to go to the olympics talk to us about your marathon journey so far uh the, yeah the journey is is definitely the best way to put it um i kind of decided like i'm i'm 32 now um and I know that, you know, competing at a high level won't go on forever. Um, So I kind of decided that, you know, it was, I was enjoying racing on the road. um, And I thought, you know, I really wanted to give the marathon some justice in my running career, you know, rather than tacking it on at the end as an afterthought. Um, 
And yeah, so that was why I decided in 2018, uh, I ran Berlin Marathon as my first one. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think yeah, I met you it. just after um, it. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so that was my, my debut. Um, and I had some great guys over here in East London that I was training with and they're like, you know, pretty seasoned marathoners. So Mm. I learned a lot from them. Yeah. Uh, and I ran 216 in in my first one, which was was awesome. It was the same year that Kipchoge broke the world record. So that was just like mind boggling to involved, (laughs) you know, in just, just in his environment. You were in that race. (laughs) on the bus with him and, oh, you know, in the, in the wow. hotel and the restaurant and just, Incredible. Uh, yeah, it was it, that, that was a, that was a, uh, you know, a, a, a real special memory. Yeah. Um, straight, straight after that race, I, I went into, I just, you know, you, there's a few tents for the elite athletes and yeah. I just kind of stumbled into one looking for some water mm-hmm. and it was just me and Kipchoge in there. What? And I, I had no idea what he had just done, Yeah. but, I immediately assumed he had won, yeah. and I, I and I just I congratulated him, shook his hand, said, yeah. hey, "Congratulations, awesome work." It took about fifteen minutes for me to find out that he had broken the world record. <laughs> <laughs> You're and, shaking uh, his and, hand. and it was it was kind of crazy to think, oh man, I just I just had this little encounter with them. Um, quite quite soon after that, turns out I think it was a tent, especially for him, and I got ushered out of there quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story to have on the podcast. Yeah, it? yeah. So so now that that was a really special time, um, yeah. and and yeah, my, my parents were there, which was really cool. I mean, uh, when, when, when you ran when you ran so two sixteen, like how did you? Like, how did it feel? Because that's your first ever race, ever first ever, sorry, first ever marathon. Like, how yeah. how did it feel? Uh, it, it was fun. Like, I, I went into it quite conservatively. Um, so I think I ran my second half about one and a half minutes faster than the first half. Amazing. So, you know, I, I went out there with some guys I knew um, and we, we rolled through the first half and I was, you know, kind of feeling good. But, you know, in your first marathon, you've, you've never been in training or in racing at that point of you know, 30 K like you'd never do a workout that long, yeah. um, you know, at your marathon pace. Yeah, so yeah. there's just, there's so many unknowns and it kind of, as the race went on, I started to think, you know, I'm, I'm actually feeling quite good. And I started pushing a bit more and, um, and yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a really good experience. And, you know, someone oh, said yeah. to me, um, before the race, they were like, just make sure you enjoy your first one because mm. it's really hard to get up for your second one. If you have, you know, super high expectations and mm. you go out, you know, and you kind of risk it and you, you know, you push the boat out in the first half, um, just, you know, be conservative, enjoy it, run strong, um, and make sure you, you want to come back for the second one. Yeah. Uh, and that was really good advice. So, um, I came back and ran another one in, uh, in Dusseldorf, Germany. Um, and I managed to qualify for the world champs. So I ran 213. Amazing, um, and that sent me off to Doha, of all places, to yeah. run a marathon uh, in, in late last year, mm. yeah. uh, which was again crazy experience. You know, the, the build up and and the temperature the and everything just looked yeah, uh, and looked the heat. insane. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a really cool experience. Um, and it was it was a midnight. You know, it mm. was just it it was it was chaos. Yeah. Um, and I managed to place 27th there, which was, uh, you know, it was, was, was Amazing. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then that brings me round, sorry, long story short, no, uh, to Seville, which was uh, in February this year. Yeah. Um, and that's where I managed to run the, yeah, I ran 210.05 and uh, hit the, the automatic Olympic qualifying standard, uh, which was, you know, just like, uh, I mean, it, it, to put it in words, like it was just, you know, lifelong dream. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just phenomenal to for it, for it to come together on the day you know you know there's so many things that need to come together on the yeah. day in a marathon um and you know we had a great group uh i was healthy um the weather played its part you know just kind of all of those things and you know super fortunate um the star, for, for stars aligned day. stars aligned <clears throat> yeah and, and and you know it turns out it was potentially the last marathon in europe before before yeah. uh yeah things went crazy yeah and and like a six minute difference in terms of you know, in in probably about about two years you've gone six minutes faster in the marathon, which is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, every every marathon I've run, so I've I've done four now, and yeah. I've run the second half, you know, one minute to one and a half minutes faster than the first half. So, you know, I I've, you are I've a negative quite... split genius. I can't hey. negative split for, for Toffee, but you, you've got it down. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think we've, we've, quite, we've had quite clear goals each time, you know, like I've had a specific time goal that I needed to hit, you know, yeah. to, to get the World Champs qualifier and yeah. then to get the Olympic qualifier. So, yeah. you know, we haven't kind of rolled the dice and gone out there and tried to run super fast. We've yeah. just made sure we've, we've hit what we need to. Um, so, and, and I think it's just, you know, I've, I've been patient with progress. Um, and, and I kind of haven't overreached, um, is maybe a, a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, you know, kind of been patient and, and each marathon build up you do, you know, you, you learn from the last one and you yeah. kind of, it's just building layers. Um, and you know, you come back to the next one stronger and you can handle a little bit more work, you know, yeah. each, each time you come back. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, and, and you just, yeah, you learn so much, you know, between every marathon and, you know, sometimes it, it needs things to go wrong to, to learn those lessons but yeah. thankfully i haven't had to learn too many big lessons yet <laughs> amazing but i think I'm also sure there's you, some to come yeah there's always we we're running was always teaching us isn't it it's always teaching yeah, us exactly just like yeah, life yeah just like life um i think that 5k time also like having that 5k time has probably put you in such a you know so if we're thinking about as a as a collective anybody listening to this if you're thinking you know how can i get over faster over a longer distance sometimes having that really fast 5k time which gives you that really good efficiency and you know you're probably going to be really good at kind of lactate clearance and stuff like that do you think that's also a big thing yeah absolutely you know it's um being a marathon runner you, you can't neglect that faster that faster leg turnover and that faster pace work because you know the more comfortable you're at uh say you know the, the faster and more comfortable you're at with your 10k pace means the faster and more com comfortable you are with your marathon pace because yeah. you know there's a bigger differential between these those two paces but if yeah. you're only working on marathon pace you know the the threshold of where you tick over into you know going lactic and and you know your heart rate going through the roof is is closer so yeah. you know i think that's you know you, you see you know all the top guys you know they they hammer 1k reps and yeah. you know they're they're fast over half marathon and 10k so it, it is important and and it's something i'm kind of using the time now is to just really focus on that that leg turnover and that speed mechanics yeah. um while we have the time because yeah you know we do a lot of long and 
long running yeah. marathoning. Um, but, but yeah, you, you definitely can't neglect that that those, those core mechanics and that that speed as well. So yeah, yeah it, it's always a balancing act, and there's only so much training you can fit in. But you know, you, you need to tap into those zones um, yeah. where you can. Yeah, currently I'm just trying yeah. to work on on a mile really, which I've never done before, and it's such a <laughs> Yeah, it's such a weird distance, I think, because I'm so used to where I played kind of football when I was younger. That was my main sport. And um, so I quite like anything 4, 8, 1200. But when it goes to a mile, it's just that last, that last, <laughs> the last 400. I'm just oh, like... it's 400 too long, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just like, yeah. what? just let, let this end now. Um <laughs> And I always, because of the sprinter days in me, I used to be a 100-meter sprinter as well. So the sprinter days in me takes the first 200 as if, you know, the race is going to end in another 200. So, you know, I go out pretty hard and and, and that's always been my thing. So um, working on a mile, I think, is going to be great. And, and that's what I'm doing at the moment. So are you working on 5K or is there a specific distance or just mechanics? Um, yeah, a, a bit more just mechanics at the moment. You know, it, we're, we're months off from from anything, so we're kind of trying not to do too much hard work, or you know, kind of start to peak, or you know, get the yeah. body ready to race. We're just yeah, just building, and we're kind of taking it month by month. You know, we we get through a month and then reassess where the situations at and what we think the timelines might look like and then yeah. just keep going from there so yeah it's just man expectations are pretty low so yeah. <laughs> that, I, that's kind of how how i'm operating at the moment i'm seeing an olympics next year i'm seeing an olympics next year malcolm so oh, this is what i need to hear <laughs> yeah we've got we, i think we've got to have a bit of um vision i think it'll be olympics maybe not so many fans but i think it will I think it will happen. I'm going to put that out there in the universe, and you know what they say about stuff like that. If you put it out there, you sh- it should it should kind of come to fruition, hopefully. Yeah, um, good. I need everyone putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Anyone <laughs> listening? If we have any IOC <laughs> IOC <laughs> specialists who can give us a um, an execution, that would be good. Okay, so yeah. what would you say to 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 somebody who is you know they've they've got a bit of knowledge, they're st- they're running um and they want to get faster um what what would you say to like you know malcolm who was probably 23 maybe transferred to the marathon at 23 24 um what would you what kind of advice would you give him would you say uh let's see what what do i keep telling people i think consistency is key yeah um you know more than anything and and patience um you know we're always trying to you know reach the next level or you know make a change in training that will make a big bump and you know it's just just let it happen naturally um you know just just keep consistent and 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 don't be impatient with with progress because there's there's no shortcuts um and you know running's just one of those things that yeah you 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 don't make big jumps yeah you make breakthroughs but you don't make big jumps big jumps you know they they come with time and they come with experience and learning so yeah you know set set goals um and but yeah just in, enjoy the process and you know like anything just surround yourself with people that you know are, are gonna encourage you and, and build you up and, and and keep you motivated you know on on that journey so yeah it's awesome and you know like you know following your gram it's just like it's 
it's inspiring and motivating. Thanks, you know, you, you're, you're getting people excited and you're putting articles out there and, and challenging people. And, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's Thank awesome. You. Thank and, you. and like this podcast, you know, it's fantastic. And it's just another way to connect with athletes and share knowledge and yeah. share, share uh, enthusiasm and motivation. So, yeah, it's awesome. And thanks for getting it going, man. I'm, I'm consuming some podcasts like crazy on runs at the moment. So yeah. it's fantastic to have another one. <laughs> it's, it's great. I think it's great to just talk and um sometimes as well with this podcast we're just trying to get people um thinking in a different way thinking away from the the climate and the reality um would you would you recommend like what's one of the hardest sessions you maybe would recommend that um maybe somebody wanted to try i might try it actually so just just put some sessions out there that you've done that you're like oh that was a doozy or that was like that was a good session and you know no matter who you are even if you try it it's it's a it's a good one to go for a uh, hard session i i do enjoy doing something at the end of a long run okay uh, so w- whatever your long run is you know this is this is uh, this is marathon specific yeah uh, so this is uh, you know doing a workout when your legs are tired mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's marathoning right um so whatever your sunday run is you know if you've been hitting 20k or uh whatever more um you know, make make sure this is a bit later in the build up. You know, you've got yeah. some base behind you. You've yeah. got some fitness. This is not this is not off the bat week one. Um, but you know, do do something. Do a do a five k. You know, uh, at marathon pace or or a nice. bit quicker. Um, so one of my favorites is like you know, it's a it's a long run. It's like thirty five or forty k. But I'll do ten k at marathon pace at the end. So one Oof. thing I often suggest is wow. look, you know, do do two fifteen minute efforts. Yeah. at the end of a long run with yeah. like three minutes jog in between nice. um and and you know make sure you're, you're taking some fuel because yeah. that's really important and that's what we need to practice before race day yeah um so it's a little bit of a simulator um yeah in terms of you know your nutrition and, and running hard on tired legs yeah but yeah two two times 15 minutes uh with a three minute jog in between and that's kind of right at the end of the long run nice um, how about so anything yeah, um short sharp 5k Five k, five k workouts. Um, I'm putting you on the spot one, here. I know. Yeah, yeah. No one, one I quite like is um, it's a little bit of a mix of like strength and and speed is uh, doing ten minutes tempo. Uh, so yeah. that's that's kind of about your lactate threshold. If, yeah. if anyone knows what their what their level is, yeah. um, ten minutes at the start, yeah. and then a couple of minutes jog, and then a shorter speed session. So like let's say uh, six by 400 meters. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that's quite fast. That's, that's like your 5k pace. Um, and then finish with another 10 minutes tempo. Uh, so, you know, instead of just doing a really big block of speed on the track, um, again, you're kind of getting your legs a bit tired then you're tapping into the speed and then you're trying to clear that lactic in the last 10 minutes. So you, you want it to be tempo, but you don't want your heart rate to be through the roof because, You don't want to be building lactate. You want to be clearing it out of your legs. So yeah. that's that's a really good session. You know, it's it's nice. a bit bigger volume, um, but yeah, it's it's a good five k specific session. That nice lactate dynamics, yeah, utilization. I like it. That's great. Um, so, I think the insight you provided today has been incredible, and I just want to say thank you very much for jumping on. Um, before everybody, well, before we before we end the podcast, everybody will will give us their track of the podcast. So, have you got one? Track of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
you did ask me that question and this morning on my long run spotify was doing its thing and yeah. shuffling through some music uh and what came on was chance and john legend they've got a track called all day long oh nice uh, perfect and it's good it, it's good running music yeah. um so what i did is i just went on spotify radio based on that song gave me a great great playlist uh and yeah good good running tunes cool so i'm gonna play a little bit of that and um malcolm i just want to say thank you very much for coming on to the podcast we definitely will have you back on the podcast um maybe maybe in the build-up to um the olympics and i'm excited to see what you do um i really appreciate your time and yeah thank you yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Manny. And uh, yeah, thanks for keeping me motivated in this time too. I, I appreciate it. You know, your content's amazing. I'm loving it. I learn heaps. So yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Here we are with a snippet of Malcolm's recommended track of the week. Chance and John Legend. All day long. Now go check out that track. Manny out. Peace.